0: What up, Sass Squad, Bass Squad, Basic Squad, White Girl Squad, Podcast Squad, I don't even know. What should we call ourselves? Just the squad, the White Girl Squad. Um, what's up, y'all? It is the end of February, which means the love month is over and the drinking month starts. Um, South By starts in two weeks, and I'm so stoked to have new music that I dive into and find new artists. Um, And to hopefully meet some badass artists. Um, I know that there is a lot of big names coming to South by that aren't doing badge only shows. And if you've never been to South by, badges are pretty much like $1,500 a piece. Um, So I don't pay for a badge. I just do all the free stuff and it's still great. Um, But yeah, so I didn't give you guys a episode last week because I got attacked by a dog um yeah I literally got attacked by a dog and ended up having to get stitches so I have been absolutely traumatized for the last week and oh god I just you know I like I can't even believe this happened because it was my neighbor's dog. And long story short, I have a pit bull and my neighbors got two pits and I absolutely love the breed. I know that they get a really bad rep, but my dog's great and my neighbor's dogs have always been great. But so my dog and I were going outside, like my dog needed to go to the bathroom and the neighbor's dog basically just like broke out of their apartment and straight up just like charged at me and charged at my dog at diesel and um and yeah I tried to like fend for myself and he bit my hand and bit my wrist and um I ended up having to get stitches on the inside of my finger because he had basically bitten into an artery like kind of where you bend your finger on the knuckle and It was just really traumatizing. Um, I've never been bitten by a dog before. I mean, Diesel, like, you know, when we play every so often, he'll nip me on accident, but I've never been attacked by a dog. And uh, yeah, and so that happened and I had to deal with animal control and the dogs being quarantined for rabies right now. And it was so dramatic and I just can't, I still like, I can't believe that it happened. Um, And so if, I mean, if you're following me on Twitter, you saw pictures and you saw me pretty much just like straight up bitching about it. Um, because here in Texas, we have really strict lease laws. Um, most places here in Austin are non-breed restrictive, um, which means you can have aggressive dogs on property, um, which is great because I feel like with pits, like they just get such a bad rep and most of them are not aggressive. And this dog that had bit me wasn't aggressive until the couple had gotten a puppy and then the dog slowly started to, you know, get more protective and, you know, just was not a nice dog anymore. Um, but so here in Texas, we have really strict lease laws and owners need to follow the leash laws. Like I'm not going to stress that enough because it not only protects my dog, but it protects your dog because you never know what could happen. Like with my dog, he doesn't do well with, um, you know, dogs with toys. And that even includes, like, sticks. So if we're outside and a dog's, like, playing, I'm able to protect my dog because he gets he gets really um, standoffish and doesn't share because my dog is, is an only child and he's just really spoiled. Um, but, you know, and that's also, too, like, dogs in T-shirts that are in T-shirts, like, that doesn't make them nice. And so I really just... I really just want people to respect the leash laws and i wasn't mad but it definitely was a traumatic experience and i've been dealing with that but yeah so i didn't put out an episode because that was going on and um just a lot of shit has been going down y'all like i know that i said i was doing better in the last episode from all the personal shit i was going through but um i've just been dealing with like one thing on top of another and I've had some stuff professionally going on that, you know, you just come home from work and I've literally just sat and been a potato on my couch um, and done nothing but binge watch TV. Uh, So yeah, so sorry, uh, we're going to try and get back on track, but figured I'd be honest with you guys and let you know. Um, But to put ourselves in a better mood, um, I wanted to talk about self-success and growth in hip-hop and give you a couple songs to think about this week. Um, You know, because sometimes we have to take the L and bounce back like Big Sean said. But uh, let's get ourselves in a hustle mood and get ready to slay tomorrow, Um, you know, and just be more positive, right? Like if you are doing good, let's shout ourselves out for that. Who cares if it comes across as a pat on our own back? But we need to celebrate our successes so, to kick off this week's episode, let's check out a track from King Kanye West called Heard him Say. I guess they want us all behind bars, I know it, uh, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. seasons and anything that happen is for a reason and niggas gun clapping and keep the squeezing and grab keep praying and keep believing in jesus and one day that you see him till they walk in his footsteps and try to be him the devil is alive i feel him breathing claiming money is the so keep on dreaming and put them lottery tickets just to tease. Us my aunt Pam can't put them cigarettes down. So now my little cousin's smoking them cigarettes now. Job independent success are clearly down. adjectives that we should use positively. Uh, and from my experience of being, you know, a strong, independent 24-year-old who's lived on her own since she was seventeen and put herself through college. Uh, you know, I've had I've had my relationships you know, use that against me professionally and personally is that I'm strong and I'm independent Um, and fuck them, right? Like I'm just going to keep growing and y'all can watch me from the sidelines. Like that's how I feel. I am at a point in my life where I'm tired of people telling me that I'm too successful at 24 or I'm too independent and I work, you know, people don't like that I work on my own. Like I'm too independent. And I think that that's bullshit. Like celebrate the things that I've done because I'm going to celebrate those and you bet I'm going to have a dance party and blast some Nipsey hustle with all my windows and doors open my apartment because I had a good day. Like that's just who I am. Um, And similarly, you know, some rappers, well, most of them uh, at one point or another have released a track doing kind of the same thing, right? Patting themselves on the back and talking about their come up, um, you know, and leaving those fake friends behind as they ride into the music industry sunset. Um, Now, not necessarily all music industry deals are a sunset. Um, Some record deals go south pretty quick, as we've seen with a lot of artists who have sat on record labels and nothing has been done with them. But, you know, a lot of people get the sunset. So if you do, or you even get just a Tad tiny bit of success. Um, I think that that's really applaudable. So, though, sometimes that can come across as egotistical if you're making music about your come up and all the bitches and hoes that you get because of that. You know, cue all the Kanye West gifts and the memes and basically his entire discography. Um, but Is it so wrong to call out your hard work? I don't think so. I think if you're an artist and you've spent so much time working on an an EP or a full album, you deserve every moment to applaud that. And sometimes, you know, you have to applaud even if you don't necessarily get the result you want. Like, for instance, um, McJenkins, who I've talked a lot about on this podcast, and I really respect him as an artist and as a person. Uh, But on Saturday, he dropped and He's not calling it an EP. He's not calling it an album. He's calling it a project. Um, So he dropped an eight-track project on Saturday um, titled Or More, Semicolon Frustration. And it's basically an entire project of music that he put together while working on his new album that's supposed to drop sometime this year. Um, But, you know, in he kind of put together a little commentary when uploading the album talking about, you know, we don't always get the result that we want or, you know, we're, we may be trying really hard to get a certain result or a certain sound. And sometimes, you know, other music comes about that. And I think you have to also celebrate those creations, even if they aren't exactly what you're looking for, you still should celebrate the process for what it means to you and, and, how it's gotten you to be where you are at the end of it. Uh, So yeah, so, you know, the new fad is self-care, self-love, self-care Saturdays, bubble bath Mondays, NBA every day. You just have to do what keeps you fulfilled and call out your success. Um, You know, like Nike said, just do it, you know? High-five yourself. Tweet out a gif of Carlton dancing. I don't know, just whatever makes you feel good, about your creative process, your day-to-day struggles that kind of keeps you going and energizes you, that's what you should be doing. And I love, I really, really love that artists do that. Um, I don't think they're necessarily egotistical like people call Kanye. I do think there's a line of sincerity um, that can be crossed, but I I don't think it's fair to not applaud artists who proudly call themselves out, you know, today, today is what the 27th of February and logic released a song today called overnight with a video, um, that they shot for fun in Tokyo. And he's got a lyric on there, you know, where he's basically like, I respected everyone and now I'm rich. Um, you know, it's just like applaud yourself for being a good person. If that's what you choose to be, or applaud yourself for being a hustler and driving a Mercedes, um, you know, like so many rappers did in the '90s as they were hustling in New York. Uh, yeah, so I put together a—I think six songs. Um, no, I lied. Five songs. I put together just five songs of tracks that kind of have kickstarted my growth in the morning, um, and have had helped me have a sleigh day um, and to give me a little bit of inspiration. And I hope that they help you um if you're having an off day or just need a little bit of a kickstart or a kick push like uh lupe fiasco said many many years ago and that makes me feel really old because that album's like 12 years old now but anyway all right so the first track now let me just say i am absolutely obsessed with this song um It is Hustle and Motivate by Nipsey Hussle. And it is off of his, literally his album that came out like a week and a half ago. Um, It's called Victory Lap. And it's probably going to stay my favorite album of 2017. Even though we're barely out of February. Like I really, this, this is a defining album for me. And I am so... Stoked for Nipsey to have the response that he's had because this album is dope. Like, Hustle and Motivate is the number one track, I think, on the album. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, they put out a music video for it. Um, You know, when I first listened to the album, I was kind of like, yeah, like, I'm digging this song. But when they put out the music video on... I think a week ago, I think it was Friday, when they put out the music video, I was like, dude, this is my jam. Like I have listened to the song probably eight times a day since the music video came out. And the music video basically is a recreation of, um, if you've ever seen The Town by Ben Affleck where he's like a bank robber and they wear those weird like nun masks, um, that's what it reminded me of. But it's basically just like them robbing, a, uh, whatever whatever those armor trucks are, you know, where the like the big box trucks with the armors and it's like how they move money. Um, They like basically blow one of those up and steal all the money inside. And then it's, you know, Nipsey Hussle riding on a Lambo down the highway, but it's, it's just so good. Like, I don't even know why because it's just a regular rap music video, but I love this song so much. So, the track opens up with a very much Jay-Z, hard-knock-life type instrumental. Um, And Nipsey even goes as far as dropping Hove, which is another kind of nickname for Jay-Z in the opening bar to show some respect for the drug-dealing billionaire that he turned out to be. Um, Nipsey is a East Coast rapper. He's from... He's not from Harlem, but he is from New York. Uh, I can't remember which borough he's from, but so paying respect to his elders. Um, no, I lied. Nipsey is not from New York. He is from Oakland. I have no idea why I just said that. So... I don't know i don't know why he would be i guess he maybe he's paying respect to hove because of the hustle right so the whole song is about hustle and motivate and that's pretty much what jay-z did was he hustled and became a billionaire um he was a drug dealer starting out then turned into a rapper uh but yeah so he's got you know lyrics in the song that are basically like fuck what they're saying i'm saying this don't waste your time it doesn't make you rich so like hustle, like do the shit that's gonna get you somewhere. And even though, you know, whether that's not getting paid for a job, like if you do an internship or, you know, if you're writing for a blog or, you know, whatever the case is, even if you're like starting out a YouTube channel, um, you know, don't waste your time, but also like do something that will grow you in the long run and give you that experience. But yeah, I just, man, let's just listen to this song because a little bit longer, because I, man, I just love this track so much. So number two on my little half-hearted playlist here is uh, another track by Osman Benjamin. And I can't remember if I've talked about him yet. I probably should start a list of artists I talk about on this podcast. Um, but Osman Benjamin is a cypher rapper. So basically what that means is that he does battle rap. That is what he is known for. Um, and he is out of New York. Um, but so he's really hardly partnered with this um I guess they're a production company, a media company. They're called Team Backpack, and they you should check them out on YouTube um, because they video all of these ciphers. And ciphers are basically another word for battle rap. Um, But ciphers are more... Melodic than the traditional battle rap that you've seen in Eight Mile with Eminem. Um, I prefer ciphers over traditional battle raps. I think that ciphers are more beautiful and they're less degrading. Um, I think that, you know, battle raps are meant to kind of go at the opponent in front of you to have the best bars and the best flow. Whereas ciphers, you know, do a little bit of that, but it's more about the beat and you know discussing something not just taking jabs um and so awesome benjamin is one of the cypher rappers he does a lot with denzel curry chris rivers who is a big pun son rip um but he also does recorded music so over the summer he released a handful of tracks um Shook Ones, Summer Nights. Uh, he did also a cover of Mask Off. Um, why am I blanking on who who wrote that? Oh, which is Future Song. Duh. Um, but so he did a freestyle of Shook Ones, and there's lyrics on there like, you know, his hook is, be yourself, take that mask off. Tell that girl to wash her face, take her mask off. So, for me, this song is kind of a re, a reminder to stay true to who I am and to not be a fake ass bitch because people, you know, are fake in this world. Like, I feel like we, because of social media and, you know, I love having my phone in my hand. Don't get me wrong. I'm always on Twitter trolling, not necessarily. Um, But, you know, I'm always reading or I'm always on Twitter. I'm scrolling through Instagram. And I think that it's really easy to hide behind a filter, whether you purposely create one or not. You know, we make fun of Instagram models and we make fun of, you know... I don't know, people who all they do is talk about politics on Facebook and that's why we don't have our family on Facebook. But I think that it's so easy to just hide who you really are. And for me, you know, my daytime job, I work at a nonprofit and we are focused on changing people's lives and putting people into jobs when they maybe have absolutely no work history or they're homeless or, you know, they were incarcerated and they're returning to civilian life. Um, And so for me, that keeps me to be a real person. And so when I get home at the end of the day, I have to remember that I'm a human being too. And I can't wear a mask because the internet is not necessarily pretty unless you have one on. Um, and so, yeah, so this this track really kind of fixes me and keeps me in my place. Um, but, you know, and then he's got other lyrics on this song, which are really funny to me, uh, just because I'm a 90s baby, and I feel like maybe a lot of you guys are too. Uh, but, you know, he's got lyrics that are like, I've been a leader since Angry Beaver and Cousin Skeeter. And so Angry Beaver, obviously... And Cousin Skeeter, they were both TV shows on Nickelodeon in the 90s. Um, I was a huge Angry Beaver fan. And so I feel like anytime shows that I grew up with are mentioned, uh, you know, it just kind of like reaffirms me being a millennial and I love it. But I also think it's really cool to hear rappers kind of reinstating that 90s childhood because I feel like we haven't hit. time period where the 90s are nostalgia yet um I mean for me like it's hard to imagine that 90s was almost 30 years ago you know I'll be 25 this year and I was born in 93 so anyone born in 1990 is pretty much close to being 30 flirty and fun um but so you know, pop culture wise, we have all these shows about 80s culture, right? We've got Stranger Things, Twin Peaks, uh, but we really haven't hit 90s anything yet except for maybe the return of TRL. But as far as I know, no one's watching the reboot um, from my friend group. And I don't watch it because I think that it's trash. But anyway, so I just think it's really cool that 90s is getting referenced Um and brought back as a cool nostalgia factor. So number three is uh, by a rapper who I believe I talked about last week, um, or maybe the week before, but she is my favorite UK rapper. Um, No, I'm not talking about Kalani. Ha ha, I tricked you. Um, But no, so Lil Sims, I've talked about her a lot. I saw her at at Fader 4 and Texas a and showcase last year at South By. And, um, but I really didn't know who she was until she put that song out with Kalani. But so after that track, I basically got into, you know, I dove into her discography and she's got a track called God Bless Mary. And uh, I don't know. I just think that it's a really cool way to shout out people that weren't as vocal of a supporter of you during your come up. Um, You know, we have our supporters on the internet, on Twitter. You know, you have your family that celebrates you when they see you once a year in the holidays. Um, You know, you occasionally get a applauded email through the office. Um, But her track, God Bless Mary, was on her 2015 album. called A Curious Tale of Trials and Persons, and I really wasn't, I'm really not a fan of her albums if you listen to them from start to finish, but Lil' Sims has a lot of good singles that are rememberable, and this song being one of them. So the whole song is basically, like I said, a call out to silent supporters, and Lil' Sims wrote this song about her neighbor who Had to listen to Lil Sims turning up her speakers late at night or making music and following her dream, you know, instead of Lil Sims having to be respectful that she has neighbors and be quiet. And every time I record this podcast or, you know, if I, you know, when I was doing the YouTube thing um, or even like on a good day when it's warm, which it's Texas, so the weather's always kind of nice here. Uh, But, you know, I always have my windows open. I have my doors open and i always have music on and i like my music loud that's just who i am um i'm like dr dre i have things at full blast um but so you know i don't know maybe i've inspired a neighbor to listen to rakim or i've inspired a neighbor to buy some earmuffs i don't know but um some lyrics in god bless mary you know she has a whole verse where she says i know for a fact this might be a problem because when i turn those speakers up Uh, Ain't no one to stop me, basically. So she's saying, like, I don't care. I'm going to turn my speakers up. Like, you're not going to tell me no. Uh, And so in love with the sound, it probably messed with my hearing. When I recorded it, recorded this, like, I needed Mary to hear it. So she's basically saying, like, I know Mary's listening. And even though she's not going to give me her, give me a vocal support, um, I know at least I have one listener, you know, as I'm trying to go global. Um, and then she goes, come to think of it, she's heard everything before the world has. Heard the EPs way before the world has. Heard me singing live before the world has. Heard my, mis- my mistakes and my frustrations. And I think that that's really important to note of, like, there are people that are going to see you not necessarily fail, but that are going to see you stumble, whether you recognize that they do or not. Um, and they deserve, you know, these silent sufferers sometimes deserve to be applauded to. And so for me, this album or this track is really good to kind of get me going when um, I don't necessarily get that applause email at work. Um, I'm very much a person that I love validation and I love... I love to know when I do something right and something good that benefits our mission and vision at the organization I work for. And that may just be a millennial thing, that may just be an only child syndrome thing, but I this track kind of puts into perspective that people are noticing what I do even if they don't have time to say it. And I have to be okay with that, that I'm not gonna know everyone that loves the work that I do and I'm not gonna always hear from someone who maybe listens to my podcast or reads pieces that I've written, but they still love me, even if they haven't, you know, given me that validation that I really feed off of. And you know what? Maybe that's me being a Libra. I don't know. Um, That's a horoscope question for another day. But anyway, so then after God bless Mary, um, we've got logic. So office fifth mixtape, Bobby, Bobby Tarantino, uh, the song Execution" is probably one of the first tracks that I ever heard from Logic and um, I don't know, it's one track that's really stuck with me. Um, it's very much like, it's about the squad, right? Like It's like, I'm gonna flex for the squad and you know, I run the game because I believe in the Rat Pack. And that's just something, I don't know, this song is just fun and It got better for me after I saw Logic and Joey Badass this summer on tour with Big Limbo, um, who is also part of the Rat Pack. Um, I saw them at Circuit of the Americas, which is basically this huge ass arena that got built in Austin for... Uh, the X Games because we had a contract for X Games to be here for like three years in a row or something. And so and now MotoGP gets held there every year. Taylor Swift played here. Justin Timberlake played whatever. Um, but so I got to see Logic and Joy Badass there. And I it was really the only rap show that I've ever enjoyed in a large audience setting. Um, And I think that's because Logic is just such a people person and he's so nerdy. And, you know, on stage he was like playing Mario Kart. Like he literally had this huge screen set up in the back of the stage and played Mario Kart with Damian Hudson. And it was like the best thing ever. Um, But so when he started to play Fluxicution, he saw this like 11 year old kid and i'm i know that he's 11 because logic asked for his name on stage but or his age and his name and uh he was like this kid was there with his mom like in the general in like the ga like pit area um i had a seat so that was kind of weird too being at a rap show and like having an assigned seat anyway that's a whole nother conversation um but so Logic saw this kid like straight up rapping the entire verse and hook of Fluxicution and decided to like bring this kid up on stage. And I'm, I know that there's a video of this on YouTube, but so if you could find it like, oh my God, it's so great. But he uh, brought this kid on stage and let this kid like straight up, you know, just go ham on this track. And the kid stopped at one point, like right as he's getting started. And on the microphone asked his mom if he could say the curse word and it was the best. And his mom's like, yeah. So on execution, the hook is like, bitch, I run the game. Y'all just contemplate from the side. And this kid just like straight up, just every single word hit it nail on the head. And the whole crowd was so hyped and it was so great. And the other thing, the great thing about that really is that the row in front of me were these parents with like these four kids that had to have been like 12 or 13. And so for them to see like this little kid that they don't know, you know, also like a rapper that they like and their parents are really cool and they come to this rap show. It was just really, it was such a cool experience. And I just, I love Logic so much. I respect him so much for what he stands for, what he believes in. So Logic gets me going what regardless of what track it is. But I think Flexicution was a really cool experience that I had to kind of, keep that song alive in my uh, hip hop playlist on Spotify so then the final track um, that I'm sure most of you have heard um, is DNA by Kendrick Lamar now DNA is off of Kendrick's latest album 2017 Damn Um, it's his fourth studio album but it's his best album selling-wise. I don't think it's his best album, but I also, I've never been a fan of Kendrick from start to finish. I think that he does certain topics really well. Um, And so for me, like, when Damn came out, you know, no one really knew that this album was coming out, and he had released, he basically had tweeted, like, something about April 7th, April, or April... is it April 14th? Y'all, till, y'all got till April the 7th? Yeah, so it was April the 7th. So he put out a track called The Heart Part Four and he dropped this line on there where he was like, y'all got till April the 7th to get your shit together. So everyone thought that he was releasing an album. No one had seen anything like he hadn't announced, but that was also the day that Joey Badass is All American Badass dropped. And so there was this whole thing of like, is he really gonna do Joey like that? Like, is there really gonna be this huge competition for this Friday release? Well, anyway, so he ended up dropping Damn the following week, which was um, whatever date that is, the 14th. And, uh, yeah, so basically the whole album, it, was double plat- it went double platinum by RCIAA in in less than six months from release. So that, that just, like, really... That album set the tone for the rest of the year and for artists making music uh, because once Damn dropped, like, that was it. Like, there wasn't going to be any competition for best rap album of the year. And I really applaud the Grammys for choosing Kendrick's album, but it's also not a surprise because it did so well. Um, But yeah, I really, like I said, I really wasn't a fan of the album. When it came out, I think that it was really well done. Um, And all of the singles that have done really well off the album, like Humble and the song DNA, you know, I liked, right? Like, I mean, Humble's really catchy, DNA's really catchy, the music videos are really great for these, but I just, I don't know, Kendrick just, I don't like melodic Kendrick. I like when Kendrick goes hard on a track, and so for me, I just wasn't a huge fan of this album, but DNA does go really hard, and you know, some of the lyrics are like, I've got war and peace inside my DNA. I got hustle, flow, ambition, though, inside my DNA. So it's like this whole like struggle, like you've got good and bad in your DNA. And, you know, it kind of goes back to Austin Benjamin's summer night track of like the duality of man, right? And the struggle of doing what you gotta do to survive, but also doing what's right to be a good person. Um, and that's, I think something that we all struggle with as humans anyway, is the fact that sometimes we have to make hard decisions to be successful or, you know, maybe we don't we don't take an experience because we're afraid of leaving our comfort zone. Um, and so DNA is one of those tracks that kind of reaffirms, like, I am 24 and I need to take some risks. Um, and that's not to say I haven't taken risks because, I mean, for me – I moved cross country by myself with all of my belongings in my car at 18 and with no help. um, I moved from Cleveland to Austin and, you know, I knew no one here. I'd never been to Austin. Um, I mean, I'd driven through Austin once or twice, but I had never been in the city. I didn't know really anything about being here. And so that was a huge step for me. And so since then, I've had some opportunities to go elsewhere. Um, but I've been too afraid kind of to spread my wings more than I already did once. Um, and I feel like I've given up on experiences because I'm in the struggle of, I need to be responsible because I support myself. But at the same time, like I need to live a little too. Um, and so DNA is really, you know, just one of those tracks that keeps me going and lets me know, like, it's okay to have that struggle between both as long as, you're doing what's right for you at the end of the day because i really believe that you know as many supporters as we have as many friends as you have you know you could have hundreds you know or you could just have two and regardless our decisions only impact ourselves and our lives and you know, it doesn't really matter what everyone else says, whatever. And if that is really impacting your division of yourself, of doing what's right or being a good person, um, then that really, you know, should—you should probably re-decide how to live your life. But it is your life, so do what you want. I just know that this track um, helps me remember, too, that people struggle just as much as I do. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love it. I, I, I do really like DNA. Um, and I love Kendrick, you know. But I also... I really love Kendrick as a feature artist. Um, there's like... So my apartment faces the street. And I know like y'all can't even see this. But there's people that like keep parking outside. Like and walking into the woods across the street. It's so weird. I don't understand. Anyway... Um, yeah, that's really weird. This is like the fourth car that I've seen do this. Like they like straight up walk into the woods across the street and they just leave their car there. And it's really weird. Anyway, and it's like pitch black. It's like 8 30 at night. Weird. Anyway, that's it, guys. Uh yeah. I am super hella appreciative of all of you for sticking around with my crazy and for supporting me. Um, So I'm going to ask you to support me a little bit more and follow me on Twitter if you're not. Um, My handle's Sarah without an H underscore Loretta. Uh, I'll put it in the notes. But um, tweet at me. Let me know how you're feeling and if you absolutely love this podcast or if you hate it or, you know, tell me about the good pizza you've eaten in your city. Um, Yeah, and then make sure to rate me in the podcast app because it helps new bass squad is that what we're calling ourselves the basic squad because white girl basic squad bass squad um or should we just call ourselves like the white girl squad no i just feel like that doesn't flow i don't know we'll come up with a squad name but yeah like all the white girls say bye